Dumbbells. Saps. Who? Us. Why? Fifty-five cents. Fifty-five cents to see a bunch of new cars that next month we could see free at any stoplight. Ron and Anian. Your car knows when you gain weight. Your car knows when you change your driving habits. Your car is collecting data on you. And the Auto Care Association is making the argument that it's your right to it. It's your data. It's it's your car. The car doctor. Let's spend twenty grand. I can spend your money easily, Gordon. It's it's. Um, okay. I'm real, I'm real <laughs> good. Ahead, yeah, ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm real good at this. This car is eight hundred and fifty dollars FOB. Eight hundred and fifty, eh? Say that ain't bad. What would that be delivered, Gildersleeve? With the various carrying charges and taxes, McGee, it comes to just about fourteen thousand five hundred dollars. <laughs> Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since nineteen ninety one, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, they're much better designed. Now take visibility, for instance. Why, you can sit in some of these cars and see two years' payments ahead. Here's Ronnie. Hey, hello and welcome, Ron and Annie of the Car Doctor. It is time to start your engines. 1-855-560-9900 is the phone number. Get in, call us. Let's talk about your automobile and its problem. Let's see what's going on. 855-560-9900. If you're new to the Car Doctor, thanks for joining the family this afternoon as we are live Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. East Coast time. But uh, keep in mind, if you're podcasting or if you're on an affiliate that takes this show as we're syndicated across this great country of ours at a different time other than 2 to 4 Saturday afternoon, you can call 855-560-9900. Anytime, day or night, leave a message. Executive producer Tom Ray will get you in the queue for the next live broadcast. I would love to talk to you about your car's problem. Wow, what a week. Um, You know, crazy week, right? The week started out Monday... I really think auto repair is a lot like a major league sport. You know, it's 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 how do you get the week going, and Monday tells a lot how it's going to go, and it, whether you're going to be coasting in the late innings without having to use relief pitching or whether you're going to be struggling to find that extra run to get over the plate and get home as a winner. And this week was kind of that struggling to find that extra run late in the week because uh, the week started off for some reason uh, a little, I want to say quiet, but just um, calm. There was no... I don't know. There was no there was no meat with the potatoes kind of on Monday. That it just you know it was like a do 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 do. You were like trawling. You ever trawling when you're at work? You know do da da. And all of a sudden Tuesday, whew, it was just it was a mad dash to get across the finish line Friday night at five o'clock. So I am uh, glad to be here, uh, safe and sound and ready to talk to you about your automobile problem. Let's do just that. Let's go out and talk to Marilyn in Michigan, O four Saturn. Marilyn, welcome to the car doctor. How can I help? Hello. Yes, ma'am. Nice talking to you. You too. How can I help you? Well, I have a 2004 I, uh, Saturn uh, Iron, I, I-O-N. Right, Ion, yep. Yeah, and um, when I bought it, I thought it was going to be a good car because my insurance man introduced me to this man that sold it to me. It was a lot anyway. Right. And um, so I drove the car for about two weeks or a week a little bit more than a week, and I drive into um, GM and the Buick dealer, and they said that um, the car had a recall on it, and it was never never done. Right, for the steering. Well, the whole car needed to be done. I mean, uh, they never they never brought the car in. Anyway, 
uh, GM did 900 on the wiring and steering and all lights and everything. I had to pay 800 on other things that weren't covered. Okay. And I thought the car was good then. And um, so I drove it for about a month and two months, and it started being hard to uh, steer left. And so I brought it in uh, a week ago, and I had a steering. They they told me it was a steering shaft. Okay. And so I got that done. And it was ran three hundred dollar three hundred forty five. Anyway, Marilyn, did that make any difference in the way the car steered? No. No, it wouldn't. And, no. And do you know? So and, and then I brought it in again. And I was telling them, and they said that it was the uh, steering column. I needed a new steering column. Okay. And uh, they want um, <clears throat> twelve hundred and something. $1,245. Right. So I said, I think about it. So I'm thinking about it, but I don't want to put any more money in. And another thing I have wrong is the light comes on. Um, they told me it was a brake lining light. It comes on after I go 20 miles down the road. Okay. And uh, that happens every time I start my car. I mean, every different day when I'm going out. After 20 miles, the light comes on. It just stays on. All right. So Mar I don't know what that is. Marilyn, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> um, mm -hmm. it, the, a Buick, a GM dealer, is working on this, right? Yes. Okay. Has anybody explained to you, and I'm sure you must be aware, if not, I just want to be sure, you know Saturn is an obsolete car, correct? You know that the yes, company I isn't around that. anymore. And parts are getting harder and harder to find for these. Mm -hmm. All right. So, you know, if nothing else comes of this phone call, I just want to put it on your plate that, you know, every nickel you spend on this, you're 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 spending towards obsolescence, if you know what I'm saying. Yes. And there are certain GM, you know, products in the line that will have, you know, s similar parts to Saturn. But Saturn parts are, you know, they're getting tough to locate. I so, think they're taking them out of other cars. Well, I, I think the issue is that the company's been gone. I think it's 10 years now. Yeah, really. uh, I didn't know how long it was. Yeah, it's, I think it was 2008, 2009 when Saturn went away. Well, this mm -hmm. is 2019 in my part of the world, so I'm saying you know, that's 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, that, that steering column, there was a campaign and actually a recall, if I recall, as, as, as far ago as May of 2012, if I remember right, mm -hmm. where they extended the coverage and the warranty on those vehicles to 150,000 miles. And, and I'm not sure if there was a time limit, but I, re I remember the bulletin number, if you have a pencil and a piece of paper. Yes, I do. Take a look at GM Technical Bulletin 10187A as an apple. 10187A as an apple, yes, ma'am. And there, there could have been a B or a C after that. I don't mm -hmm. recall seeing one. I just remember the bulletin when it came out. And this was a very similar problem. The Malibus had this, and some other cars, of uh, the, the G6 Pontiac had this problem. A lot of the nameplates and brands that are long gone from General Motors lineup. And mm -hmm. I, I remember them. They extended the warranty coverage on the steering column up to 150,000 miles. How many miles do you have on the car? Uh, 111. Okay. So I don't remember if it mentioned anything about time. And I wouldn't take anybody's word for it. I'd, I'd ask for a copy of that bulletin or recall notice mm -hmm. because I, you know, before they start changing parts. And let me just explain one one thing to you. You know, they changed the bottom of the steering column, the the coupling. All right. Yes. 
Um, take your arm and hold it straight out while you're on the phone with me. Mm-hmm. Turn it to the left. Yeah. Turn it to the right. Mm-hmm. You've got the same shaft turning in both directions. Why would it turn harder to the left and not to the right? Right? I don't know. L- logically, there's, there, <laughs> there's, there's no mechanical reason. Your arm wouldn't necessarily turn hard to the left but not to the right. Um, un- unless you had a, I guess if your rotator cuff had an issue, but it would be pain, but it would be, it would still turn equally, equal force in both directions. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen steering column couplings or your arm sticking out bind, get tight, get rusty, but they turn equally hard in both directions. For something to have a directional problem, it's got to be something related to that direction. I agree this could be a motor issue. This could also be tight suspension on one side of the vehicle versus the other. There are some factors that play into this. So I'm just concerned that these guys aren't diagnosing this and that they're just starting to throw parts at it. And and that's why I just want to be cautious here. Mm-hmm. When did this notice, this uh, paper come out? That uh, notice, that notice, as I recall, was middle of the year in 2012. So that's been out there a while. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So they should be aware of that. <clears throat> well, when when I went in for the um, the shaft, the steering shaft, they said that my um, uh, recall was obsolete because I used it once. I said it was gone. Well, if that's the case, then yes, the recall is only good once, from what mm-hmm. I understand. But can you get clarification on that? Because are they talking about where they changed the motor, or was it a recall of another nature? I don't know. Okay, and I just I just want to be certain <laughs> of that. Mm-hmm. All right. And the question I've got would then I would have is how long ago was the recall done? Mm-hmm. And it was it done by a dealer. Is it still under warranty? Dealer repairs generally are covered 12 months, 12,000 miles. In some cases, three years, 36,000 miles. In some cases, longer. Mm-hmm. So, well, my car is old. Well, know? no, I get it. I, You know, I understand <laughs> that. Um, I, you know, and I feel bad for you, darling. I really do. The, the gentleman that said it's going to be a good car, I'm hoping he explained to you that you know, based on its age and based on the fact that it's obsolete, getting mm-hmm. parts for it and service information for it might be a little bit more of a difficult test than it's worth dealing with. Yeah. So, you know, before you spend any more money on this, look, the final question to them is going to be, all right, and mm-hmm. you're ready? This is, this, yes. is, this, is my, this is my catch-all, all right? Your, yes. fi- your final question to them is going to be, will the steering column repair you do to my car? fix the problem. Do you guarantee that? If they stutter, stammer, or look at the ground, they're not really sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and that's okay, but they need to tell you that. They need to tell you that, you know, they see this as a first step and there might be more, or they need to tell you, we don't know, or they need to tell you, yes, this will fix the car. And that's what you're looking for. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, you can't buy a new car for 1200 bucks. Yeah. But, I had a Buick, but it was totaled from a um, well, hit-and-run. Right. They never I, caught the guy. Yeah, I, you know, I, my point becomes, let's just, you know, let's just eliminate it. Let's, we'll put twelve hundred bucks in it if that's going to fix it. But we're not putting twelve hundred bucks in it as a science project because Maryland's got better things to do with her money, and uh, it might be twelve hundred dollars towards another car. Let us know how you make out, Maryland. I wish I could do more for you, but let's just follow up. Ask them about the recall. Ask them about the other things. And good luck to you and yours. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The car doctor's coming back right after this. 
He drives that way, but when it comes to fixing cars, Ron has car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. By the way, I should point out, down around the bottom of the hour, we're going to be joined by Dan Nowlin from uh, Berryman. Berryman Products. We're going to be talking about fuel system and fuel system cleaning and things like that. So a great interview, I'm sure. And uh, you'll you'll really get some good information out of it. And uh, stick around for that. That's down around the bottom of the hour. Let's get over and talk to George uh, from Georgia. George from Georgia. George, at least you always know where you live, right? It's easy to remember. So uh, how can I how can I help you today, sir? You and your 05 Mazda. Is this a Mazda or a Ford Ranger? Or you're calling it a, a a Mazda Ford Ranger. Well, it's a Ford Ranger, but uh, redone by Mazda. Gotcha. Okay, so it's the Mazda flavor Ford Ranger. Yes. Gotcha. Which engine is in this? Uh, it's the B three thousand. Okay. A B three hundred. Right. Right. I believe it is. Yeah. Right. And your question? Uh, my, my questions are, um, I had a little problem with the uh, transmission. Well, not necessarily a problem, but I asked the fellow I bought it from, I says, what exactly, have you done anything with the transmission? He says, mm, I don't know. My father might have. I don't know what, when or where. Manual or stick? So, it's a it's a it's a uh, automatic. I'm sorry, manual or automatic. Look at me. I'm, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, right. Yeah, it's it's an automatic. Automatic, right. yes. Okay. And what automatic. Kind of, I, and what kind of problem are you having with it? I think it's a six speed. Right. Uh, I, you know, I don't have really a problem with it. I don't think. I brought it to uh, the people down in Lula, and uh, its transmission. Uh, God, I can't think of the name of it, but the guys are really, really well represented. Right. And I talked to this guy Mike down here, and he said, "George, bring it down." He had done some work from a year earlier on a different vehicle of mine. And, he, he, you know, we looked at it, took it for a ride. He said, gee, well, you know, this vehicle's in really, really beautiful condition for its mileage. Uh, the car has 312,000 and uh, who knows what else. Yeah, change on 312, it. Right. 312 plus. Right. And, um, so, do, but do you, you know, before we run out of time, George, do you have a problem with the way the trans shifts or don't you? Well, I did have a problem with it until I started using it, and all of a sudden, I think it smoothed out. Maybe the car hadn't been used in a while. Okay. It, so it, I'm just wondering: should I change it? Should I try to change the transmission fluid? Well, let's let's let's, let, let's let's hold on a second. Is the check engine light on? Any dashboard lights on? Um, no. No check engine light. Check engine no. light work if you turn the key on before you go to crank it. So key on, engine off. Does the check right. engine light light up? Yes. Okay, so the it works in bulb check. So you yes. start it up, you drive it, it operates, it shifts smoothly. What does the trans fluid look like as far as, you know, clean, dirty, good, bad? Well, he, he said, you know, it's got a very, very gentle, mild smell to it. Uh, uh, you know, something questionable. But okay. he says, I wouldn't worry about it if I were you. He says... Uh, you know, changing the transmission fluid, and you don't know how long ago it was done. You could you could really take a lot of stuff off the walls of the container. Well, he and he's and he's you, he's absolutely right there, George. And and here's the deal: trans fluid by design is a very high detergent, high scrubbing action type of fluid. So if the trans fluid hasn't been changed in a long time, changing it and putting in fresh could activate and, and, and wipe some of the varnish and shellac and crud off the walls and put it down into the pan. But the problem is, at 312,000 miles, 
I guess the question becomes, would you put a trans in it? If the trans failed tomorrow simply by age, would you put a trans in it? If the answer is yes, regardless of, of whether or not you change the fluid, then I say change the fluid. Because at 312,000 miles, it wouldn't be unreasonable to, to need a trans, and a transmission replacement is definitely and obviously cheaper than you know, putting, buying a new truck, all right, whether you bought a, a used truck or a new truck. Um, do this. Call your trans guy. Get a price on, on an overhaul trans. Find out how much it is. Jersey prices, if I were to guess, you're probably $2,500, $3,000. If it was $3,000, $3,000 is better than $30, $3,000 is better than ten. If the rest of the truck is in that good of condition, and it's not showing any rust, and it's, it's, it's operating normally, and there are no other issues, I say change it, because changing it may work in your benefit. It may actually promote the life of the transmission, and you won't have to put a transmission in it. Transfluid is a funny thing. It, it, it tends to go until it's just completely worn out, and then it wipes out the unit. And my feeling is I'm not waiting for transfluid to turn color. I'm changing it based on mileage and time. If I have any question, if it's borderline, me personally, I usually roll the dice. And I can say to date, knock wood, hasn't bit me yet. Because my feeling is I'd rather have clean, fresh fluid in there and know that it works rather than wonder, and where's the truck going to break down and where's it going to stop working? So change the fluid, talk to your guy, change it, mindful of, yeah, maybe, but at least you know, and you'll be aware of it for the next 30 to 60 days. And if you don't see a problem, hey, guess what? It lucked out, it worked out for you, and uh, you have nice clean fluid in your truck, and you can keep on driving it. Appreciate the call, George. Let us know if you have any other questions. Hey, coming up next, all those questions and answers about fuel system additives and cleaning and carbon deposits and everything else you wanted to talk about from Berryman Products, Dan Nowlin. Coming up, don't go away. I'm Ron Anini, The Car Doctor. We're back right after this. We're back, Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor. So many of you have questions with regard to uh, fuel systems and, and, and differences in maintenance and cleaning. And I thought I would reach out to one of the industry experts, Dan Nowlin. He is from Berryman Products. He's a, he's a chemist over there in his spare time. He's also the uh, laboratory manager of, and product development over at uh, Berryman Products. And we're glad to have him with us here on the Car Doctor. Dan, welcome aboard, sir. Thanks, Ron. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, fuel systems, right? This is your life, right, Dan? Um, uh, differences. Let's get down to brass tacks. The differences between GDI, gasoline direct injection, versus port fuel injection systems, right? They've, they've, they've changed, and there's differences in how we, how we clean them, or is there not? What's your story? So the primary difference between uh, port fuel injection, or PFI, and GDI is the location of the fuel injectors. In PFI and in TBI engines, the fuel injectors are placed upstream from the intake valves, either inside the intake ports or at the throttle body. Both configurations allow the fuel spray to clean the intake valves. With gasoline direct injection or GDI fuel injectors, though, these injectors are actually inside the combustion chamber now. That means that the intake valves are never actually washed by the fuel. The configuration is more fuel efficient, but the trade-off results in the accumulation of carbon and oil vapor on the back of the intake valves, and that can lead to 
hard starting, rough idle, hesitation, and poor fuel economy. All the, all the good stuff that we're all trying to avoid. So, you know, what's the best way then? How do you maintain a GDI fuel system? You, can you use the same methods, or is there something different from what we would be doing on port fuel? Yes and no. So both types of engines use the same air intake system for the most part. So your mass airflow sensor and your throttle bodies are the same. With the GDI fuel injectors being inside the combustion chamber, though, there are only two real ways to clean the intake valves, and that's either disassembling the top of the engine or introducing a cleaner into the airstream. Okay. Um, I've, I've, I've heard the story about blasting intake valves with walnut shells, but are, 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 is that really effective? I mean, it's not really – what's the word I'm looking for? Is it, is it, is it time effective, in a sense, tearing down an engine to do that? Well, if there were no viable alternative, but you do have the option of introducing uh, a suitable cleaner into the airstream. And we spent over a year developing the chemistry to clean the intake valves and uh, developing the delivery method so you don't have to tear down the top of the engine. And some of these engines are still under warranty by the time you have buildup, and so it's important not to have to tear them down, which is going to be at your own expense. Right, and never, and never mind the time constraint, right, uh, to, to do oh. that, because nothing's, nothing's, everything takes longer than you think, and it's way more complicated than you imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the four-step process. So the four-step air and fuel system maintenance kit, that's our part number 2640, has a mass airflow sensor cleaner, an air intake and throttle body cleaner, a fuel system cleaner that goes into the gas tank, and, of course, our intake valve and combustion chamber cleaner, which works in all types of fuel injection engines. It's not just GDI. It's PFI and, and uh, throttle body injection, too. Um, yeah, as a matter of fact, I kind of sneaked before we did this uh, interview, and I actually looked at the Berriman website. Is there a video for the four-step process, Dan? There is a video. So uh, there's a link to it on uh, on the product page on the website, but also if you look at the packaging itself, there's a QR code that links to a, a video that shows you step-by-step -step all four um application of all four products and it it's it's it sounds a little daunting when you think about it but just watch the video you see how easy it is really to apply the entire kit yeah we've we've actually used the kit in the shop um uh, and it, it it is very easy it's actually and it's very um uh i get a sense that it's very surgical it's it's very accurate in what it's it's trying to do now berryman also offers a portion of that four-step kit just the intake valve and combustion chamber cleaner. Is is there a reason why you're trying to isolate those particular areas of the engine? Because some GDI engines have these deposit buildups so fast, and we're talking sometimes in twelve to 15,000 miles, uh, you, you might not need to apply the entire kit. You might just need to focus on the intake valves only. The other side of it is uh, some vehicles develop carbon buildup in the combustion chambers surprisingly fast, and you might need to just address the carbon buildup. And you can use the same product, our intake valve and combustion chamber cleaner, 
to tackle both issues. But the standalone product actually cleans more than just the intake valves, right? Right. So it'll do intake valves and any type of fuel-injected engine, PFI and GDI, uh, as well as the combustion chamber. So it'll clean the top of the piston crown and everything inside the combustion chamber. Wow. Interesting. It's like you're you're really attacking it. Like you're 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 death you're death to carbon, Dan. Uh, so you're the guy. Um, what do you do with high mileage, though? You know, a lot of cars today, seventy-five thousand miles are just getting started, and there's so many cars out there with over one hundred and twenty-five thousand miles. Um, are, are there additives and chemicals to work on those systems, or are there additives and chemicals to help those cars go further but more efficiently? There are. So we offer our rejuvenator line, uh, which includes the B60 high-mileage fuel system rejuvenator and the B60 high-mileage oil system rejuvenator. We also offer a couple of different oil additives. One of them is an engine oil extender, and the other is our oil change flush. Now, my experience has been, as an aside, that oil actually comes into the maintenance of a GDI engine because poor oil quality can lead to ring issues, which lets the oil get up on top of the piston and can lead to carbon buildup, correct? Yes, yeah. it can. So, so the, the oil extenders and the um, oil enhancers, I guess, maybe there's a, as a word, is that a fair word, um, can, can really do the engine a lot of good in the long run. Right. So in service, the engine oil extender is designed to reset the clock on the oil about halfway through your oil service interval. So uh, with a, a conventional oil, say around 1,500 to 2,000 miles, you add a can of this to your engine oil and, uh, and you reset the clock. So you can go another you know, 3,000 uh, to maybe 5,000 miles, depending on the cleanliness of, of the engine with a full synthetic engine oil, you would add the products around three to 4,000 miles and then take it out to your typical seven or 8,000 miles. And what it does is it replenishes all of the additives that, that the engine oil comes with, right? So it, it has detergents and dispersants, anti-wear additives, and friction modifiers. And, 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 oil, uh, and all of the additives, I assume, which is a bad word, um, are, are compatible with conventional synthetic gas diesel engines, right, across the board? Yeah, that's correct. So we, we actually use the same ingredients that you find in engine oil. So these are the same types of detergents and dispersants, for instance, that you're going to find in your, your engine oil that's on the shelf right now. Gotcha. Um, just out of curiosity, real quick, because we're coming to the end, um, you know, what brought you in this direction, you know, to, to create these detergents and dispersants? Um, uh, is, is it safety? Is it reliability? Is it efficiency? Is it all of that? Well, it's all of it, but there's, there's a need out there. Like you mentioned, there are so many cars that have over 75 or 150,000 miles, and they need a little extra love now uh, compared to when they were driven off the lot. So right. we, we want to be able to address the issues and keep these cars on the road. And, and, and you're, in a sense, you're actually cleaning the crankcase 
cleaning the sludge, getting rid of it before it becomes more constrictive. And in the long run, you're actually helping prevent carbon deposits and you're helping keep the fuel system clean. So it's a win-win. Yeah, you're you're attacking it from from the, the, the bottom side of the engine as opposed to the top side, but right. absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Dan, I always learn so much when I talk to you guys. You're just so much fun. Um, i got to get you to come back, and we'll do this again real soon. Yeah, where can the listeners go for more information? They can go to our website at uh, www.berrymanproducts.com. With an S.com. Perfect. Cool beans. Thanks, Dan. We appreciate you being here, and we'll see you around the next time. I'm Ron Annie and the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Welcome back. Ron Annie and the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Again, thanks to Dan Allen from Berryman. Great interview, right? You know, there's just so much, and we could have gone on for two hours. Uh, there's there, there's so much in his head that I could I could I could hear it as I was asking him the questions what uh, what what's really there and it's just fuel is an ever changing ongoing uh, issue in, in in the automotive world today and as well as others and it's you've always got to be on the edge of your game and and and, and folks like Dan and, and Berryman more at BerrymanProducts.com you know can really explain what's what and why you know. Why did, why did we make this emissions change? Because of this fuel system change. Why did we make this requirement uh, go up in, in, in terms of length of time? Because of this fuel system requirement. It, it changes on a regular basis. So let's get over and talk to Bill in Wisconsin, back to the phones, and talk to him. 12 Lincoln MKX. Hey, Bill, how can I help? Yeah, hi, Ron. Thanks yes, for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, my Lincoln seems to have a shuttering off the line, up to starting around 20 miles an hour to 28 is when it goes away. It's a shuttering in the front end, and it seems to be worse under load, maybe going up a slight incline. Okay. So I'm kind of having trouble diagnosing it. The dealer doesn't seem to figure it out either. So. Do they experience it? Um, they always tell us, well, it's going to be a wheel balance issue, so they just balance the wheels, and it seems to help a touch, but then it just comes back again. They don't. I've yet to get back there again for maybe the third, fourth time to ask if they've actually experienced it. Okay, so so, so let me yeah. ask let me let me ask you this, Bill. Is it is it that it's it's if you're if you're cruising along at twenty five miles an hour, you definitely feel it. I will feel it. Yeah. All right. If yeah. if you lean into it a little harder, is it worse? Um, not necessarily. It'll okay. go away after my speed picks up. But, so it's it's more yeah. rotational. It's more if you were to pop it in neutral at twenty eight miles an hour rolling downhill, you would feel this shudder. Um, possibly. Okay. But I think it's it seems worse under load going up an incline. Is you know, I could really get it to shudder really hard. Okay. Doing about twenty three, twenty five miles an hour up a hill. Constantly with a consistent speed, yeah. So if it's a shutter, mostly on here. Here's how we're going to break it down. All right, and I want you to try yeah. this, and then call me back next week. All right, if if it's a shutter uphill under load, then and there is no shutter rolling downhill, a slight you know slight incline, 25, 28 miles an hour, and it's not there. It's not tires and balance. Vehicle tires and tires and and wheels don't know if they're rolling uphill or downhill. Twenty eight miles an hour is still twenty eight miles an hour to them. It doesn't change. All right. So if it's there, if it's a load related issue, and it's not speed related, then we've got to have a talk about transmission. You knew the ugly word was going to come into this, right? Um, we've got to have a conversation with regard to maybe drive axles, maybe engine mounts. All right. Now, you know, last snake in the pile, 
and I've seen stranger things as a result. I would also want to know, is the vehicle updated as far as all its software? Trans controller, engine controller, are all the, are all the drivetrain modules updated in software? Um, just because I've, I've seen some things like this get resolved by that if the manufacturer can find a solution for it. But do that. Uphill, downhill. When does it happen? Be specific. And call me back next week, and I can I can take you down the road. But it's if it's only uphill under load, balancing the tires all day long isn't going to make a difference. And um, they're just wasting their time. They got to want to fix the car, Bill. Make sure they do. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. The car doctor's coming back right after this. Welcome back, everybody. You know, if you're like Bill in Wisconsin, I just want to remind you all that um, this past hour of The Car Doctor is brought to you by, has been brought to you by FordParts.com. Remember, FordParts.com uh, can help you if you're like Bill in Wisconsin with your Lincoln MKX or any other Ford products, Ford, Lincoln, Mercury, as uh, FordParts.com, Ford Accessories. And, um, you know, you can get out to FordParts.com and look up parts for your vehicle as well as, you know, if you're doing it on your own, you can look up what do you need before you go to the dealer. You can always use it as a point of reference to help, you know, hey, how does this widget fit, and uh, where does it go? I've used it myself, as I've talked about here on the show many times, finding those intricate little parts that, you know, unless you're in front of the dealer parts catalog, you just can't find. So keep that in mind. FordParts.com is available for all of you. There's also a live chat and call center. It's available to help you find the right parts, track orders, and more. FordParts.com. Find it, buy it, and hey, get back to work. You know, speaking of work, um, I, I also want to point out, uh, you know what? The kids are gone, right? It's Everybody's off to college now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's your, you empty nesters. I, I came across a great article on all data, alldata.com on their blog entry. And it talks about how, you know, everybody's going to experience their child leaving for school. And they talk about, you know, getting that car ready to go away to college. And, and, and some of the simple things that the kids need to know about, because all of a sudden beyond grades and, and, and getting to class and, and waking up Monday morning and finding the right, you know, Beer keg, uh, we have to throw that in the mix, right, because I'm sure that is. Um, you know, checking oil level in the car, showing them how to check coolant level, showing them, you know, tire pressure, where the spare is, maybe to kind of walk them through how to change the spare. And at the same time, also, the article points out, uh, take a look at, you know, do all the lights work? Do the hazard flashes work? For the same token, show the kids how do the hazard flashes work? Do they have a flashlight? Some of the simplest, goofiest things. All Data is talking about it here, more at alldata.com, as well as some of the greatest service repair information in the world uh, can be found there, too. But you know what? It's a good idea to get those kids ready. And uh, by the way, if you've got an empty nest, enjoy it and get rid of the minivan, as the article points out. I'm Ron Anady in the car doctor saying thank you to everybody that called in today. And thanks to Dan uh, Nolan from uh, Berryman. Um, until the next time, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See you.